Hello, everyone, and inside today's Lockdown Canadians, we're recapping the Habs-Jets game, taking a look at the Rocket game in Belleville, and letting you know what's going on around the NHL as we inch closer to the playoffs. For Lockdown Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 592 of Locked On Canadians. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. If you're listening on your podcast player or your first watch of the day, if you're watching us on YouTube, please make sure you smash that subscribe button. Uh, the more viewers, the more dumb stuff that we get to eat and drink on this channel. So I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matlin. I'm joined, as always, by the incomparable active stick, Laura Saba. And Laura... It was a busy night in the Montreal Canadiens organization, and uh, one team did well, one team did not, and we're going to focus on the one that did not first. How are we feeling after that Habs and Jets game? I have to say, I really hate when the Habs lose to the Jets. Now, they lose to a lot of teams. It's been a long season. They're not a great team, (laughs) but losing to the Jets for whatever reason just really 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 annoys me and i can't take credit for this it was andrew berkshire that said it he was like the sens or the, sorry the uh jets are the sens west um and he's not wrong no and and the thing about the jets is that they're a beatable team like we saw it in the first game they did not play a good game it's just that the canadians were somehow even worse than that and lost eight four and in tonight the habs just it didn't look like they had a game plan outside of you know, long stretch passes to make things work. I thought Samuel Montembo was phenomenal in this game. He was absolutely the exact opposite of what he was in the last Jets game, and the team around him kind of let him down. Uh, it was good to see Josh Anderson get his 100th career NHL goal. Yol Armia got on the board as well, but something isn't clicking right now. And yes, the team is bad. Yes, it's been a slog. Guys are probably playing a little banged up all the way through, but... This is a proving time, I think, for Martin St. Louis is that it's like, okay, you're trying different things. You finally realize that Rem Pitlick cannot be your top line winger and Josh Anderson's back up there. I'm just curious, you know, what the next steps are for this team. Jake Allen's likely done for the year. Uh, We don't know quite yet when Carey Price is coming back. Martin St. Louis said today when Carey says he's ready, he'll go in there. So, um I, I really just kind of wanted to get a win over the Jets. You know, yeah, Mark Shifley wasn't playing, so that kind of takes away part of the fun of beating them. But The coward it, Mark Shifley. Yes, the coward Mark Shifley. That's how his could legal I, name now. I was going to say, how could I forget our, uh, our one of our longest-running podcast bits now? It, it's just one of those things that, you know, wins are nice, and the team just kind of looked a little listless tonight, which is understandable it's a it's a brutal week for hockey four games for both the Habs and the Rocket each this season or this season uh this This week week. so I'm wondering if this is just hey you know try to conserve some energy obviously they're trying to keep as many guys in the AHL as they can with how things are going for them not the most exciting game but also I don't think they played overly badly from what I was able to watch 
I think so. I watched, obviously, you were covering the Rocket game. So I had a little bit more laser focus on the Jets and you had a little bit more of a focus on the Rocket. What I saw was the same things that we know about the Canadians, right? Like their defensive zone coverage isn't great. And that's what Winnipeg was able to exploit. Like I thought tonight in particular, Connor Hellebuck looked beatable. The Canadians just weren't able to beat him because they weren't able to get enough shots uh, or dangerous shots in his face, right? I thought that... uh, Overall, the Canadians didn't play worse than we're used to seeing them. Like, this isn't one of those cases where it's like, oh, it's the worst period we've seen under Martin St. Louis. It was nothing like that. But there were definite lapses in judgment. And even Jordan Harris, who has so far made basically almost only good decisions, once in a while, you kind of have to remember that he's a rookie. And I believe, was it him and Romanov or him and Shuneman? I believe it was him and Shuneman. Was they both went to cover the same side, lost to men, and that was how the Jets scored. Um, and I just, you know, sometimes you kind of have to remember that these guys are rookies. They might be older. They might be, you know, their age might not say they're rookies, but they are. And they just kind of forget. And there's like a communication that's lacking that I think that they need to work on. So I thought that a lot of the weaknesses were there. It's not that I I didn't feel like the Canadians, you know, didn't have any fight in them. I thought they didn't really necessarily have enough coordination, and that's something that it's it's not something where you you know you can work one on one with a player you kind of have to work with all of the players and kind of bring them together to be more cohesive and the defensive coverage is like that because you look at individual plays from a guy like Harris or Shuneman or even Romanov or Edmondson you'll look at individual plays and they will show what they're good at in those moments but then when you try to put all the moments together to get something it's not working, right? It's like, it's, and and so that's the part. And I'm not, I don't really necessarily have a problem with that this year or even next year because next year is going to be part of that rebuild and part of that educational sort of uh, buildup. I just, I have a problem with it if it's, if it never gets better. And I thought that prior to Martin St. Louis arriving, that was something that really wasn't getting better. So we have speculated that the defense coach is going to be changing in the off season. It's likely that Luke Richardson will go elsewhere. And, you know, he'll have a lot of offers. He's a good guy. I do think that, you know, some teams with that kind of defensive philosophy will love him and his players love him a lot. Or if he's going to be in the Canadians organization, he might be a player personnel type person or, you know, somebody who's like more of a mentor than anything else. But I do think that the way that Martin St. Louis envisions the defense to work and the way that Ken Hughes and Jeff Gordon envision the defense to work, this is not going to cut it. Defensive defense is not going to cut it. They want dynamic offensive defense. And and I saw that a bit from Jordan Harris tonight when I was watching, I watched him take the puck through all three zones and make plays and jump up in the play and be aggressive. And that's what you want to see. He has confidence. And what I kind of want to see here, if Jesse Alonen is going to be with the Habs for the little, for the foreseeable future until they decide to send him back. He's someone I want to see given a bigger shot there. And I know that handedness makes a difference, but both Cole Caulfield and Jesse Alonen are talented enough that I think they can make that work on the top line. There's, there's got to be some kind of synergy there. Like Yelonen's come a long way this season and he's got both playmaking and shooting ability, kind of like Nick Suzuki does. And Caulfield's a pure shooting type, even if his playmaking's getting better. I want to see them take risks with stuff like that. You know, we saw Rem Pitlick didn't work. We saw Mike Hoffman didn't work. We've seen Josh Anderson and it kind of works. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. I, I don't see any reason to not give you Lone in a shot. He had a 76%, you know, or um, a 72% expected goals for percentage tonight. He's a talented shooter and a talented player. And now I think in the final games, you have the Blue Jackets coming up. You have the Islanders. 
Uh, I believe there's another Bruins game. There's a bunch of games sprinkled in here that like, it's your chance to go take some risks now. And I don't think Martin St. Louis is opposed to that. That's been his entire thing this season. It's, I just don't want them to keep the status quo now. That's what the only thing I think that would be disappointing to me is that if they go out there and go, we're just going to keep it the same, get through the season and let guys go to world championships, go back to the rocket, go home, do whatever. That's the only thing I think that might not uh, sit well with me uh, overall after a game like this. You want experimenting, you want risk taking, you want throw the young guys out there for 20 minutes a game, that kind of thing. Exactly. And that's what the season should be right now. It's basically what St. Louis has been doing since he got here, but now it's a, it's time to do it for real thing. And coming up, we did talk about the rocket a little bit and coming up in our next segment, uh, I'm going to break down the rocket in a huge five, one win over the Belleville senators. And that's all coming up next. But first one of our new sponsors is shady rays. Shady rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's Insane Protection Program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Ray's. And exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com. And use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses. They are backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. And as always, you know that our show is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. And you can find all the latest sports development there from league reviews and news, including the NBA playoffs starting soon and uh, the start of the Major League Baseball season. And remember, they have all your sports waging information, live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so while the Canadians were trying their best at home in Montreal against the Winnipeg Jets, I was doing my best to uh, try and keep my eyes on both games. <laughs> and uh, the Rocket were in Belleville, and the Rocket this season have not had a lot of boogeymen in terms of teams they've played. Uh, they've played well against the Marlies, a team they traditionally struggle with. They've played well against the Rochester Amherst, a team they usually struggle with. Trust me, I know. I went to a lot of the games. They didn't win very <laughs> many of them. But this year it was the Belleville Senators. They had zero wins and four tries. So going into this game, they made the decision to stay in Kingston and practice at the Frontenac Arena as a way to try and snap the curse. And what happened is they won 5-1 in regulation a huge, huge win further secures a playoff spot for them. They're still sitting second in the AHL North Division. And I got to say, it feels good to get a win like that. Uh, the Rocket needed that boost. They've played really, really well. But the AHL North is separated by, you know, this much. One or two losses and you're potentially on the outside looking in. Uh, the Amherst were red hot to start the season. They're in sixth place looking in at the playoffs. The Marlies could slide out. The Senators could slide out. It... It is a wild race in the AHL North, and it's a big, big night for the Rocket, who are missing Cedric Paquette, Alex Belzeal, Gabriel Bork, and also 
uh, Cade Primo, who's on recall. So that left them kind of thin in the lineup, but they got it done once again. Uh, we've talked a lot about development and what it means. These kind of games matter. I know that it's not a team loaded with superstars and that Yelonen's playing in the NHL right now, but wins like this matter to helping, you know, the overall culture of the organization and securing a playoff berth, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, playoff runs are, are you know, those, those series that you're playing, those rivalries that you're playing, that tough hockey that you're playing, like those are all things that are going to prepare you for for an NHL career, no matter what. And even for the for the players that aren't necessarily going to make the NHL, it's just fun to have success in the city, right? I remember when the the I think it's the Cleveland Barons, if I'm not no, it was the Monsters, the Lake Erie Monsters. So like the Cincinnati, like the um, sorry, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Sorry, Jay, don't yell at me. Um, <laughs> their farm team, I believe it was the was it the Monster? Anyway, whoever they were, the Cleveland team. Uh, when they won a championship, right? It was so fantastic for the city, for the community, and for the Blue Jackets organization. This was a few years ago, and I just remember how they were the talk of the town. People were so excited for them. And I think that that's kind of something that you want to see in Montreal as well. You know, it's 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 partly to prepare the team. It's partly to instill a winning culture. It's partly to kind of signify and, and tell people, you know, or show, or show players that, like, the AHL isn't just a farm team. It's also part of your development system. And I think that teams that take that seriously end up seeing more success, whether they draft first overall or they draft, you know, in the late 20s, like teams that really put a lot of attention to their farm teams or their, 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 uh, I guess, their feeder teams. I don't know. I don't know a nice way to call it, but like, you know, for all intents and purposes, going to the AHL because you're trying to make the NHL, right? Um, and so... I just I find that 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 kind of the the idea of winning is great. I was like so so excited because when I saw I think I think uh, Belleville score first, and then I was like you know what I'm gonna let Scott deal with this because I don't want to get disappointed. I do not like that organization. I do not want to lose to them. I do not want to deal with this. And then I turned around and I was like oh they won five one, and was it five one six one? It was five one. It was five one. Uh, it, yeah. Just, it, it's the kind of game where the the Senators scored first. And I'm like I've seen this story before. The Rocket came out, played well, gave up a weird opening goal, and everything goes to crap. And then it just didn't. The penalty kill was incredible tonight. And once again, uh, Joel Teasdale had a pair of assists in this game. And then Rafael Harvey-Pinard had a three-point night. His last four games had a four, a two, a one, and a three-point game. He's he's carrying this team quietly somehow. In, with games like this, and that's how they these games go. Donick Martell had two assists tonight. Harvey Pinard, you know, set the, uh, scored a shorthanded goal to make it forward and kind of seal the game there. But it's just little things that are working. Uh, Nicholas Matten, who has zero professional goals, stepped in and scored a beautiful goal that stood as the game winner tonight. And sometimes you just get a team that it's all working, even if the guys aren't scoring. Everything's going in the right direction. And the Rocket are going to add Corey Schooneman back. They're going to get Justin Barron. They're going to get Jesse Alonen back. They're going to get Caden Primo back. They're going to get reinforcements to a team that already has an embarrassment of riches, not counting CHL guys or anyone else that might be coming into this team here. And they've got a game against the Rocket this week, or the Rocket. Uh, they've got a game against the Amherst this week in Rochester. Because uh, we're in the middle of a road trip here, and I because every game left is against a division opponent, and then they play Friday and Saturday against Cleveland. And if all goes according to plan, if they win out through the end of the week, 
I think they have a chance to clinch by the end of the weekend, which would be incredible because then they've got one, two, three, four, five, six games left. And I believe their magic number should be down to 12 today. If I understand my math correctly, they can win out over this weekend. They're pretty much all but guaranteed a playoff berth. It could probably clinch on home ice against the Marlies. It's... I, I don't actually know how to generally process this because I've been covering the AHL for seven years now. And this is the first time where it feels like, oh, this is a good team, not a team led by one or two guys. This is just a good team. And, and I get a chance to play in the playoffs, right? Last year they were good. They were at the top. And they didn't get a chance to play. Yeah. They won the Canadian division title and then there were no playoffs. There was only one playoff and, it was out in the Pacific and a whole bunch of people were mad about it. And then the last time they were pushing for the playoffs, the season got canceled COVID due happened. to COVID. And then they were crap. And they were crap the year before that. And then they made the playoffs the year before that. And then they lost in five games to friggin' Syracuse. And I was there and it was heartbreaking. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's self- exciting. Yeah. Selfishly, I'm like, oh, you know, I get that I am a professional covering this team. But at the same time, I look at this and I go, it's long overdue. And I'm not going to say that this is Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon doing this. Mark Bergevin did hire Jean-Francois Houle and drafted some of the guys that are playing there and signed the guys that are playing there. And it's it's paying dividends. So credit to them for that. They did a good job kind of getting that in order now. And now it's up to Hughes and Gordon to make the most of what's going on in this situation here. Uh, Obviously, we're going to keep you locked on the Rocket and the Canadians here. I am very excited to see what the future holds for this team here. It's going to be a lot of fun if they are at Plus Bell. Please go see a game. Please go see a playoff game. Cheer for them for me because I cannot make the trip right now. But it's going to be a good time. We will keep you posted on that. But there are other teams uh, around the NHL here. And coming up later this week, we're going to do our bandwagon picks. But before we get to that, we do have news around the NHL of Kenny Malkin, uh, Drew Doughty, and other things. And we're going to get into all that coming up next. But first, one of our sponsors, as always, is rockauto.com. There are so many makes and models of cars that it can be pretty hard to find what you're looking for at a local chain store, and you're always going to pay more there when you go, and you're going to be questioned, and you might not have the answer. You don't need that stress in your life. Life is stressful enough, so save your time and your money and use rockauto.com. You can do it right from the comfort of your own home, and you can save 30 50 even 100% compared to chain dealer stores. And Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And their prices are reliably low for every customer. If you're looking for brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet for your car, you can get it at rockauto.com. So go check out their easy-to-use website and find the solution to all your auto parts needs. And when you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck, right locked on in there, how did you hear about us, Box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so while the Canadians were playing poorly, the NHL had a bunch of news that dropped uh, during the game. And Laura, do we want to start out west or do we want to start in Pittsburgh? Let's start in Pittsburgh, uh, just because I was astounded that I completely missed this entire thing. Uh, So... Uh, my favorite part about today is that a uh, Larry Brooks was very, very mad that Evgeny Malkin was not being suspended, allegedly, for his cross-check on Mark Borowiecki, uh, tweeting it out 15 minutes after the NHL Department of Player Safety announced that Evgeny Malkin was having 
a hearing today for cross-checking Mark Borowiecki. Uh, the decision came down later tonight. He's been suspended four games for what he did. And my first thought is that feels about right for what he did. He has a track record of losing his temper. I think he's been suspended or fined before. And if Austin Matthews got two games for what he did uh, against Buffalo, Malkin getting four games for this in a, in not even a heat of the moment. Like he turned around, he slashed him and then cross-checked him in the face. Uh, four games feels about right. And for the Penguins who are in tight in a very heavy Metro division, uh, it's time to find out who the hell Mark Donk is again. So, <laughs> well, I can't swear on this podcast, but they are, they're quite in tight. So you've got, you've got so far, like the wild card spots are kind of split up between uh, Boston, Tampa, Pittsburgh, and Washington. So like that's gonna, I think, come down to the wire in this season. So, you know, getting Malkin being out is not ideal. However, I think Pittsburgh is so good that they're definitely gonna lock up a playoff spot. I don't see anyone kind of overcoming that. Um, and you know, you because right now, if you're looking, Boston and Tampa have higher points, but Pittsburgh is going at a much higher clip. If you can, like, like they're accumulating points more efficiently. So it could be at the end of the day that Tampa or Boston might be looking out and Pittsburgh and Washington make, you know, uh, make those wildcard spots. Or what? It, it's either one of Tampa or Boston. So one of them will make it and then one of them might lose out that wildcard spot to Pittsburgh. I'm looking at it right now. Pittsburgh sitting third in the Metro with 94 points and Washington is behind them with 90 and then the next closest team is the New York Islanders with 75, with 75 points. <laughs> what is what a stupid division. Like one, the Atlantic's insane in that there's a 108 point team, a 100 point team, a 96 point team, and a 95 point team. And then in the Metro, it's 102, 194, and then 90. Right. Uh, I don't think the Penguins are going to fall out of a playoff spot because the top two make the wild card. I believe it's top anyways no it is a top two so like it looks like they're all locked in like nobody can kind of bump them but where they're going to end up so like which wild card are they going to end up in which division which divisional playoffs are they going to end up in is the question right so like you could have pittsburgh playing florida (laughs) or or that's the thing is it's it's like every time and that mark donk tweet is very true because every time balkan or crosby goes missing someone just goes on a heater and for someone nobody has heard of goes on a heater yeah that's the thing the key is nobody has heard of him i can't wait to find out who it is this year it's probably gonna be like (laughs) alex nylander or something stupid (laughs) like it's done by malkin for a team that's struggling right now i know pittsburgh fans aren't happy with the way they played their three six and one in their last 10 washington six and four like and they pittsburgh has two more games played than washington so that makes it a bit nervous to be a Penguins fan, and we're gonna we're gonna see how they respond. Yes, Sidney Crosby's great, but your goaltending's not holding up, and you're looking for scoring. Uh, Malkin getting suspended is is not the way forward here. Uh, and to shift things now out west, Drew Doughty is done for the season. So, uh, f in chat for our friends over at Locked On LA Kings. There, sorry, Sarah. Um, they're somehow in the third playoff spot in the Pacific with one more game played than Vegas and Vegas is two points behind them. I, this is, that's tough because again, the wild card spots out there, Dallas has 86 points in two less games played. They're not playing, especially inspiring hockey. 
Vegas hasn't played inspiring hockey basically since Jack Eichel arrived. And Winnipeg is somehow still lurking there, despite the fact that they've been terrible for most of the year. I I wonder if this is LA kind of going, it's not worth it. And shutting have, your daddy down. Yeah. Well, I guess he tried to give it a go based on what the tweets said, but I look at this and I go, I, I don't know. LA making it, I think would be huge for them. I think there's a lot of young talent in that lineup that could benefit from a playoff run. And also it's Philip Deneau and Philip Deneau is your top line center. Gets you all kinds of fun things in the playoffs there. But the Pacific is like this far apart. I, I, I can't help but feel for LA fans. It's wild and seeing how much they've struggled this year, but they're apparently still just fine. Yeah. I, I don't get it. But that's the thing. It's like they, you know, a couple of years ago, they had the top uh, prospect depth and a lot of those young players have now made the lineup. So, and here's the thing is that, Drew Doughty is kind of getting a little old. I don't know who's going to eat those minutes, but I do think that his defensive contribution was probably like, they'll probably make the playoffs without it. Although I don't know how far they'll go if they do. Right. That's the thing is that I do see the Kings still being able to push for a playoff spot. There's not that many games left. They have lost three games in a row. I believe Um, that's got to turn around. They're going to have to do something about that. And I definitely, definitely think that, you know, this this might be like, you know, Mark Donk West, where like uh, a nobody <laughs> that nobody has heard of shows up, plays defense instead of playing on Sidney Crosby's line. We'll just play really good defense. And maybe Philip Dano will carry them into the playoffs. Like maybe he'll just take them on his back, carry them into the playoffs. We've seen him do that in games and we saw him do that in the playoffs. So you know what? I'm not counting the, the Los Angeles Kings out. I know for a fact that I'm not bandwagoning them. This 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 season, and I know we're going to talk about that in a segment tomorrow because one of our listeners asked us, who are we bandwagoning? We're going to go through the possibilities. We're going to go through who we like, who we don't like. We might say some mean things about some teams, and I know people are excited about that. Oh, I'm going to say a lot of mean things about a lot of teams because I'm a jerk. <laughs> but, you know, that's not a shock to anybody who follows me on the internet here. I am I, – I can't – the way it, it – my whole final point with this I want to make is the way some people talk about their teams is that I expect to look at it and they're going to have like a record like the Habs. Like I thought LA was terrible based on the way people talked about their team and they've been in a playoff spot for like most of the season somehow. Like I, what I want to happen is Edmonton to fall out of the playoff spot because that's the funniest thing to me happening. But at the same (laughs) time, Vegas losing is Anyways, we're going to get into this with our bandwagoning segment here. Uh, That's your quick glimpse around the NHL news today. Obviously, as things happen, because there's not much happening around Montreal on a given day-to-day basis, unless they have some surprise signings up their sleeves. Uh, And if they do, we will keep you posted on that. So please check back tomorrow when we do our bandwagon picks for the playoffs. It's going to be a good time. We're going to be mean. We're going to be funny. We're going to be sassy. We're going to be everything you want from your Locked On Canadians podcast. Make sure you follow Laura at The Active Stick and myself at Scott Matla at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter. Locked on Canadians on YouTube. Uh, If my vendors are watching this like they said they were, hi guys. Yes, Brandon, I'm wearing the hat you gave me. What's up? Uh, More subscribers is always good. Uh, We will catch you all next time. When you're done listening to us, please check out Locked on Fantasy Hockey so you can crush it come Fantasy Hockey playoff time.